Have you been able to improve your health since the new year? Or did you commit for a couple weeks, but you're already sliding back into old habits again? Today, we'll explore practical, family-friendly approaches to enhancing physical health and nutrition. Learn effective strategies that include fun workout routines, engaging accountability tactics, and positive goal setting for lasting wellness. This episode is your ultimate guide to redefining your family's health journey with actionable steps and motivating insights. Let's get to it. Hey parents, welcome to Fulfillment Therapy. Do you wanna raise your kids better and have a stronger marriage? Are you up late at night researching marriage and parenting tools and self-care tips? Do you start each day hoping for deeper connections and less chaos, but it ends with family arguments and going 12 different directions again? My name's Kendra, wife, mom, therapist, and growth enthusiast. It wasn't until I discovered how to fulfill my unmet needs that I was finally able to show up as my best self, as a spouse and parent. I realized that by meeting my needs, I could more fully meet the needs of my family with more energy and less resentment. In this podcast, I teach parents skills like boundary setting, prioritizing personal needs, communication, and claiming ownership. Just like my clients, you'll be shocked by the improvement in your marriage, parenting, and personal life when you focus on fulfilling your important, unmet needs. Ready to prioritize yourself so you can quit mentally throat-punching people? Then grab those earbuds and head outside, and let's rock and talk. Welcome back again, my friends, to episode number 81, Simple Ways to Physically and Nutritionally Reset in 2024 for Parents and Families. I have been thinking about this a lot, as I always do, probably starting early December when I get excited about improving my health, but I feel like I can't do it yet with all those looming parties. Well, now we are nearing the end of January, and... Maybe you've started some of those things. Maybe you had these good intentions, but you're already noticing that you're going backwards a bit. Well, I'm going to speak to that specifically today because it can really affect big things like your mood. But before I go into that, I just want to remind you because it is happening on Monday, my friends, please join my free one hour live workshop. You guys, I am talking about one hour And I would love to meet some of my listeners, or all of you if I could. (laughs) But this is just one hour of a Zoom room workshop. You can even turn off your video if you're too intimidated, whatever it is. But this is all about a parent makeover blueprint. So if you feel that cabin fever and that dwindling motivation, this is for you. Maybe you are feeling just blah and like you don't want to do anything and even showing up for it feels too hard. Well, like I said, turn off your video, turn off your mic and just show up. Just be there and you'll be able to get those resources, those free giveaways, that workbook, that accountability. So don't miss that chance because honestly, I don't know when it's going to happen again. 
So register now on fulfillmenttherapy.org or email fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com and I will get you signed up myself. Also, we have a new Facebook group and we're on Instagram. You can check out the link to all those things in the show notes. But this group is a private parents group for self-development and mental health so that we can improve ourselves and our family in the process. As always, sign up for the Costa Rican retreat. There are still a few spots left and we want to get that buttoned up and tied in a bow and ready to go. So sign up now and find something incredible to do. If you go on the website, there's videos and a breakdown of everything that is in that retreat and it's going to be off the charts amazing. I promise you. Back to our episode. Like I mentioned earlier, if you're anything like me and my clients, you've been itching to improve your physical and nutritional health. Maybe that started as early as November, depending on when your health started to go downhill. Sometimes for me, it's shortly after Halloween when my kids have candy all over the place that I did not bring into the house. Whatever it may have been, maybe you're already there. Maybe you've already improved it somewhat with your New Year's goals. But if you haven't, or even if you want to bump it up a little bit, today will help with that. I think a big part of why we struggle with our mental health so much in January and February especially, and this is with all my clients and at least nationwide, I'm not really sure worldwide if this is a problem, but I would not be surprised. I really believe it's because of our unhealthy cultural habits, like excessive eating in November and December especially, but even October that starts to to shift. And it's not fresh foods, but it's rich, heavy foods. And in America, heavily processed foods. After many, many weeks of this, we feel sluggish and irritable and less motivated and depressed and anxious. And there are a lot of factors to this, but I've seen this firsthand with my clients and I've seen this in myself. I've told you before that I love to pay attention to patterns Well, a pattern in my life is that from about the end of October until the beginning of the year, I'm just a little more laissez-faire in what I'm eating because other people are feeding me more at parties. People are dropping things off at my door. And so far, I haven't been phenomenal at saying no to those things. I do pretty well not buying those things, although that even starts to slide back a little bit during the holidays. But when I am given things, that has always been a challenge for me. Maybe I'm not alone in that. Maybe that is you as well. If that is you and you can relate to this, then I think you will enjoy this episode. Are you like me? Do you love rich foods and desserts and bakeries and all the things? Well, you are human and many of us do, but that doesn't mean we need to quit or not recognize the good progress we've made. For example, I hate diets. I don't think they're beneficial. Very rarely is that beneficial. Occasionally, I'll do a rare detox if I've had a lot of sugar or something like that and I just need to reset. But mostly, I just focus on adding healthy things. And I have some tips, very, very simple ones, that have really worked for me and my clients, both my counseling clients and my personal training clients. And with me, over 20 plus years of doing this for myself very regularly. Like I've been working out for five days a week, I think pretty consistently for about 20 years, sometimes even more, sometimes slightly less, but I've been really consistent with that and I've learned a lot about what works and what doesn't. All right, you ready for the training? I know, I just built it up so much. I know you're just so excited. (laughs) Number one, 
Stop ripping on yourself and start vocalizing the good you see in your health and in your appearance. In a sense, we're just bullying ourselves. We're, we're talking to ourselves in ways we would never talk to our friends. See the good in yourself. Number two, focus on what you want and not what you don't want. I feel like I've spoken to this before, but our brain doesn't work that way. If you just focus on you, what you don't want, you're going to attract those things into your life. And there's a lot of reasons. If you look into neuroscience and things like that, you'll understand why that is. But for the sake of brevity, just focus on that. So for example, I'm often thinking, oh, I don't want this much sugar. But that's exactly what I'm saying not to do. Don't focus on not eating sugar. Instead, focus on increasing vegetables to say once a day to instead like one cup for each meal or something like that. And not, I won't eat sugar at all, because then you just think of sugar. To instead, I get to have this thing at this time, or something like that. Number three, find a friend to exercise with, or set up a routine that you enjoy, like watching a favorite show while you do something harder, like running, or listening to your favorite book or podcast while doing cardio. So these are things I've done a lot, and I go back and forth between what works because it's never going to always work. Sometimes you have to shift it. So for years, I worked out with my friends, and I really loved that. And then there came a time where I think I had more brain clutter, and I just needed to have that alone time and processing time where I wasn't working. And so now I've just been working out on my own. But I have recently decided to watch something like, like historical documentaries. And I really enjoy those. I enjoy a lot of things, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> but I do that during my workout because I'm still learning, but it's engaging enough that I can forget about the unpleasant running part. I don't know, for those of you out there that just love running, I am so jealous, but it is hard for me. Mentally, I just want it to be done very quickly. So I do that while I'm running on the treadmill. And then if I'm doing other stuff afterwards that's a little more challenging, I will listen to a favorite book or a podcast. So it's still setting my day off right and not just binging on reality shows while I'm doing it. Although maybe that's even a, a good, better, best. If watching a reality show while you're working out is the best that you can do. All right, let's start there. The next one is mix it up. I kind of just alluded to that a little bit, but I have at times worked out in my garage. I've just worked out in my neighborhood outside. I've done things like walks, or I actually don't do this, but other people do. <laughs> Dancing, pickleball, like I've mentioned. But lately I've been on this YouTube video fix, and I was doing it at home, but I didn't feel like I quite did it hard enough. So I've started doing them at the gym, and I don't see anyone else doing that. I'm sure people think I'm a little weird. But I just have it on my phone with my earbuds in. And the workout is so much better with other people around in the gym. And it's really not that big of a deal. And I really love it. I feel like I work out harder than in, even in classes. But I do a couple classes to mix that up as well. Now, am I telling you this is the one thing you should do and it's always going to work well for you? No, probably in three months I'm going to mix it up again and maybe I'll start training for a race or maybe I'll do classes exclusively. It just really depends. It's listening intuitively and not shaming yourself when you're starting to get burnt out. Every time I start to get burnt out, I recognize something needs to shift and I explore it almost scientifically. Like, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. And I eliminate shame. 
or at least I try to. I'm human too. <laughs> Number five, have a cheat meal, but try to limit it to about one. Again, you have to be careful here because if people get so focused on this, it's very easy to get into a shame thing. For me, I often like this to be maybe date night. Like we'll just go and kind of eat whatever. But when we're at home, we really try to eat healthy foods. All right, number seven. Put healthy snacks near you and freeze the others or put them as far away from you as possible in your house. Now, ideally, we just like to get rid of these completely, but we're just talking about these simple steps getting you closer to the ideal. I really like it after the holidays when the house is mostly purged of sugar and there's not going to be many holidays for a while where we have those things in our house. So this is the time to reset by doing healthy snacks. If you'll remember from a previous episode, there's an app called Yuka and you can scan the different foods. I noticed that many of the things that I thought were healthy were not actually healthy. And they had a lot of additives, a lot of sugars that I wasn't really aware of. Like maybe the label was a little more confusing. And so now I have it a little more dialed in on what snacks are healthy. And I keep those in my room in a cupboard so that when I am wanting this fix that I can get something. And have both sweet and savory options like dried fruit or whatever it might be that you have done the research and you recognize these are healthier options. Number seven, get your family's buy-in and have a reward at the end for everyone. Now, I talked about how this is for parents and families. This really is. When you make changes, your kids get healthier. Your husband gets healthier, even if he's not excited about it. Luckily, mine often is, which is really nice. He's probably better than I am in some ways when it comes to nutrition. But an example for this could be some sort of family trip. Maybe it's going skiing. Maybe it's a staying in a hotel with a pool in a few months and just having a big family winter getaway. Whatever it might be, it doesn't even have to be a big thing. It can be going ice skating as a family. It can be having a big friend party. Whatever. Whatever you want. <laughs> Literally anything. But when you get your family's buy-in, it's incredible what they can do to keep you accountable, especially if that reward is good enough. Number eight goes with it. Have a tracking chart, and you will get several of these in my free workshop that are really helpful, that I really enjoy, and my clients have really liked. So come to that, and I will help you with those things. But when you track, your chance of success goes up incredibly. Number nine. Accountability is always key. So who is your reliable, not just somebody that's going to let you make excuses, but who is your reliable accountability buddy? And if you don't have one, it's important that you go find one. And for number 10, I've mentioned it before, but writing it down once or more increases the chances of success. So remember in previous episodes when I've talked about writing in the morning your ideal day, like spiritually creating your ideal day each morning, and then also the next day reporting back on what you followed through on. So does that make sense? There's always that return and report from what you just wrote down. So this isn't exactly a different accountability buddy, but you're accounting in that journal to yourself, and you're just rewriting every day, and you're seeing that growth. And like a few episodes ago, talking about what those improvements do over time and tracking those as well, like I explained in previous episodes. 
So this includes nutrition and exercise. In those ideal days, the things that you're documenting, I often talk about my nutrition and I report on how I felt about things that I'm eating and what I'm going to do ideally today. I don't really write down about exercise as much anymore because that's been such a habit for so long that I no longer need to. It's just a non-negotiable. But if it's not your non-negotiable yet, make sure you're still tracking that as well. I just want to end with some quotes that I found to be pretty insightful or amazing, and I thought I'd share those with you today. The first one is by Nelson Mandela. He's such an incredible man. He said, I have always believed that exercise is not only a key to physical health, but to peace of mind. I completely believe that. Exercise really is peace of mind for me, and that is the main reason I do it. It's not so I look a certain way, although that helps too. (laughs) Robin Sharma said, if you don't make time for exercise, you'll probably have to make time for illness. Totally true, isn't it? Jessica Scorpio said, exercise plays a huge role in keeping me sane, and that's my primary motivation to find time. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, it is what keeps me sane and makes me more patient with my kids. Without it, I am so moody. This is an Ayurvedic proverb that says, when diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. When diet is correct, medicine is of no need. I'm not saying there's no need for medicine, but I am saying we do have more power than we think. We are a culture that really likes our excuses and blames it on everything else. And for most of my clients, when I challenge that a little bit, we recognize that their diet and their exercise is not where it could be. All right, I just have five more short ones. If you keep good food in your fridge, you will eat good food. That's by Eric McAdams. That's kind of like a no-duh statement, but what does your fridge look like right now? And without excuse, no blaming on other people, but what does it look like? Morgan Spurlock said, Sorry, there's no magic bullet. You gotta eat healthy and live healthy to be healthy and look healthy. End of story. No excuses, right? This is what the Buddha said. To keep the body in good health is a duty. Otherwise, we shall not be able to keep our mind strong and clear. How strong is your mind? How clear is your mind? Margaret Thatcher said, You may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. Like I said, I've been a pretty healthy person for about 20 years, I think. And still, I really love desserts and the bakery. I'm going to have to keep fighting that battle because. I just love all the things that enter my mouth. So I'm learning bit by bit to keep fighting and to keep improving my nutrition, especially. The last one is by Steve Maraboli. He says, by choosing health over skinny, you are choosing self-love over self-judgment. Oh, my friends, if I could help you with anything, I would want to help you let go of shame that says you're only acceptable if. There's all these stipulations about how you must look. And I just hate that. For me, it's not about appearance. It's about how I feel. It's about my confidence, about all those things. Even if I were overweight, if I was exercising well and eating right, there's comfort in that. Knowing that 
I'm doing what I can to take care of myself, and my mental and emotional health will also receive the benefits, even if my body is not exactly what I thought it might be or expected it to be. Like I guarantee you, there's so many times for both me and my clients where we don't feel we're there yet, and we want to look better, and we want to have this certain physique. And yeah, that's human nature, I think, to want more. But recognizing that if we're doing what we can, we can let go of the other stuff. We can let go of sometimes really unhealthy and unrealistic ideals that say we have to look this certain way. I know it's easier said than done, but I hope that for you moving forward, especially this winter season, that you'll instead just focus on the things you can control and the simple ways you can improve your physical and nutritional health for resetting this year. I often say, oh, I can't wait to physically repent after the weekend. And I don't like how there's this negative connotation for repentance, because for me, it's very much about returning, refocusing, and it's a light thing and it's a happy thing. So maybe we can say physical and nutritional resetance, resetance, I just coined a new word. (laughs) Anyway, use it how you will. Best of luck, my friends. And those tiny little 1% shifts that will help you improve your mental and emotional health as you improve your physical and nutritional health. And again, I can help you with these things. On this coming Monday, join my free one-hour live workshop. That link and all the things, the sign-up will be on my website. But it is at noon, and you will get that accountability. You'll be able to see me in person, and you will and you'll have a chance to work with me for free. Coming up, don't miss it, my friends. All right, I will see you in the workshop on Monday, and on Monday I will have another episode releasing. And until then, have a fantastic week, and we'll see you soon. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, chances are someone else would too. Would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who's looking for greater family fulfillment? And while you're sharing, tell me what you think about the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It refuels me when I hear this podcast is helping you, no matter what your house or your hair looks like. I'll meet you back here every Monday and Thursday morning for more episodes. Until then!